what's going on? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is City Wrestling Radio Retro Reviews. I know it's a mouthful, but I'm your host, I'm Corey Smith, hanging out, as always, in the Diamond Studio ever since the world got flipped upside down on its ass uh, and joined live via Zoom chat. I mean, I, I gotta put the graphic in now, like live previously recorded. But nonetheless, joining me on Zoom is my co-host, the main roster mate, Mr. Jose Oseguera. How you doing, sir? How everybody out in the interwebs doing? Um, I like to start this episode by um, making a sincere apology to you and to our fans that like to watch and follow along, as you will. Uh, I'm sorry the, for including the year 2000 in this retro review. I should have kept it simple. With a 96, 97 review. Oh, you want to do Cow Dan. Palace. I'm sorry. Uh, that's, you know, that's uh, Silver Lining. Well, silver Lining. Super Brawl. My sincerest apologies. Super everyone. Brawl 2000. Not- if you suffered through this thing with us. Oh, and you know the worst part troopers. of it is? Is that I've been trying to do my homework. So I actually watched four episodes of Nitro building up to this. Oh, so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I mean, uh, it was just. Mind, mind-numbing hours of my life taken away from me. I got to see David Flair get his ass kicked by Terry Funk, so that was okay. Yeah, and I mean, seeing Daphne, you know, uh, in yeah. her early stages of the career, that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, I felt yeah, the, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll get to Daphne, but it's like every time I did see Daphne, I did get a little not like teary-eyed, but a little like oh, a little up. Daphne. But anyways, uh, nonetheless, we're gonna talk about it. Super Brawl two thousand. Uh, Jose, uh, what did you think of the show? A crap sandwich. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so fucking bad. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why I apologize at the top of the show. And my God, I mean, even 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 the um, Ernest Cat Miller stuff. You know, he, he was enjoyable back in the day. He was entertaining. Even that stuff was like, Ugh. no, I no man, none of this. I mean, none of this. I mean, I I wasn't a fan of. I think. There was very little on the show, and we'll get into it, that I was a mm-hmm. fan of. But eh, it was just comparing, like, a pile of shit to a trash bag full of shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually trying to review some of the notes I have. Can't do it. And I'm, man, it's hard to find the highlight. Well, I mean, Vampiro Kidman. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it sucked. And mm-hmm. what can we say? Uh, let's get into it though. Um, we'll start off with, uh, the first segment of the night. Well, I guess we'll talk about Super Brawl in general. Super Bowl 2000 took place in Daly City, California at the world famous Cal Palace Arena. Uh, this took place on February 20th, 2000, about, uh, whoa, 22 years ago on, and we're recording this on two, well, that is kind of weird. 22 years ago on two, mm-hmm. we're recording on two twenty two twenty two or whatever. Yeah, and it was uh, 20 and 2000, so two zero zero zero. Whoa, dude. February 0220. Dude, I, I feel like our 2000 versions of ourselves are going to come through in a time portal. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that would just be completely be great. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, uh, Cal Palace, an attendance of 8,569. I was not there. I was not at this WCW Super Brawl 2000 because 
well, this is when this is after I've given up on WCW. I was a full F kid. <laughs> Get the F out. I got the F out. I got the F out of there. My dad, my dad was a huge uh, WCW fan. He always has been, and I think he might have went to this show, but um, no, I wasn't there. Were you at the you show? Know, I think I did go to the show, but I may have blocked it out because <laughs> I, I don't remember being there. I don't remember James Brown. I don't remember a lot of this stuff. Uh, oh, spoiler! Sorry. Um, so yeah, I, I, but I'm pretty sure you know. Anytime WCW made their way to the Capitals, I was usually there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I always tried to be there when I was a kid, you know, but I don't know. At a certain point, I just, I gave up on WCW. I just, cause I just stopped watching at a certain point. I used mm-hmm. to do the back and forth and I said this time and time again, but at a certain point it was just, I was yeah. like, all right, I'm just going to stick with WWF and watch Kane versus the undertaker or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I have a very faint memory of Kevin Nash being the commissioner. Uh, I don't like. I know he was booking. Was he booking at this time? He was, right? I believe so. Yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, to make, I think Vince he made Russo, himself commissioner. Is, yeah, this is Vince Russo era of of writing. So, oh, okay. You know, Didn't know Kevin Nash probably not. But you know, well, you never know. The whole look and feel of the show is just weird, though. I mean, because they're trying to go for this weird, like this is two thousands, man. It's it's, it's two thousand. Yeah. And uh, it, it's similar to the nineties when everything was extreme. Yeah, and the music was like really weird because it was kind of like Halloweeny, but not. It was like techno Halloweeny music. Uh, did, yeah, didn't you get the feeling that a lot of this music was replaced? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, except for one that we'll get into because okay. I have a lot to say about him. Uh, we kick off the show with Mean Gene Okerlund backstage. He's outside the commissioner's office, so Jeff Jarrett he walks outside with the NWO babes. Uh, Jeff Jarrett lifts the band. So, okay. Jeff Jarrett, acting commissioner. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Okay. For weeks, Kevin Nash was out. So he was appointed acting commissioner. And uh, he's making all these crazy rules. You know, uh, I'm Jeff Jarrett. I slap nuts. This is what I do. But um, at a certain point, uh, Kevin Nash came back. And then he took out Kevin Nash. So now he's acting commissioner again. Mm-hmm. Which I don't get how that how ha- like like are you appointed acting commissioner for the entire time like if you beat up your boss yeah how's that work i i don't know uh but no i guess because he took out kevin nash previously coming into this uh super brawl that uh he's now acting commissioner again and he lifts mm-hmm. the ban on uh the harris brothers former doa uh you know, to join him ringside tonight because they were banned from ringside. But now they can join him in the three-way dance match. Not a triple threat match. No, a three-way dance. Yeah. Because they My, how, how the NWO has fallen. Dude, okay. I think I texted you guys this in the Slack chat, but at a certain point, the NWO was just like the Harris brothers, Jeff Jarrett, Scott Hall, and Scott Steiner. And yeah. I think Kevin Nash was still technically a part of it, but he was just like mm-hmm. off doing no. his own commissioner thing. Yeah, and, and we, we had Wolfpack too. I mean, kind of, sort of. Yeah. I think the Wolfpack was just like the theme music for the Outsiders now. Yeah, I think they adopted that. Maybe Conan. No, I don't think. I think Conan, Conan was he was doing his kidney thing. I don't. Then. I don't remember what he was doing. I think he, he had uh, problems with his kidneys, and I think he had like one removed or something. Oh, well, that sucks. Yeah, he's still around. 
He's Cooper. still around. Yeah, he beat COVID too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, so uh, Tony Schiavone, Mike Tanay, and your boy Mark Madden are the commentators for the evening. Dude, this guy's wor- I'm trying to be more positive in the year 2022. Okay, but man, the the king is a genius compared to this guy. Who was the um, God, uh, the commentator for Raw? Like the first couple episodes, like Rob something. Anyways. I can't remember, so I'm not even going to get into it. Mm-hmm. But uh, they run down the 11 matches for tonight or for that's that night. Show. That's a lot. In the uh, in the show that's listed at 2 hours and 49 minutes. And, uh, I, and I wonder how much was actually cut out because, like I said, I watched the lead up to this. And um, a lot of these Nitros, a few of them had a, had a warning before it. It was like, we are trying to show this. Like, well, they basically said because of like. Like this, like the way this was shot, we don't have all the footage. So we're trying to present this in the most complete way possible with the footage that's been provided to us by WCW. Oh, shit. They didn't keep good records. (laughs) So I don't know if they lost footage. Yeah. Or something like that. Well, well, with paper, I can understand with nitros and stuff, right? Because the VHS is land everywhere. But um, with pay-per-views, those usually went, you know, to commercial market. Mm-hmm. So they probably have the majority of the pay-per-views. But now, as you, as, as you say that, 11 matches. In two and hours. Didn't go over, and they didn't go over three hours. How is that possible? And every, and every match the night felt like it, and they ended halfway through. Like, right, right when yeah. the match felt like it should have kicked into, like, third gear, as, you know, the the trendy insiders say, um, it, it, it they just stopped. And they were just like, oh, pin, oh, win, oh, oh, okay. Well, you know, if we're talking about Vince Russo, that makes sense because he didn't have those guys, you know, um, those WWE guys finishing things for them. Hey, listen, bro, they got to be under 10 minutes. We got to give Hogan time. Yeah, bro. Uh, So we kick off with the first match of the night, WCW Cruiserweight Championship match. Uh, The artist, formerly known as Prince Iakea with Paisley. Uh, Or if you want to just, you know, I mean, I mean, I was going to make the Velveteen Dream reference. But I'll just put it there like that. Oh, <laughs> good job. Uh, versus uh, Lash Larue, who I don't remember, but uh, I remember. I, I always remember his name because, like I said, I didn't watch WCW at this time, so yeah, I re- don't know anything about this guy. To me, he seems like a Jericho, a Florida Jericho ripoff. <laughs> he you, is, you know what I mean. The, he is the Razor Ramon of the WCW. Oh my God! <laughs> when Scott left. Jericho left. They got Lash LaRue, I, and I think they even mentioned it, right? I, well, I mean, I think, like, because, I mean, at least in one of the episodes of Nitro, he comes out with, like, that shiny shirt that Jericho used to wear, and I'm like, oh, boy. Like, that's the exact wow. same shirt. Did, did Jericho leave that behind? He left it in his locker room. I'm just leaving. Yeah. Uh, so how did we get here for these two facing off? These two men who are both, neither, they're cruiserweight champions. Uh, there was actually a cruiserweight championship tournament because on the january you're gonna like this build up jose on january 16th 2000 oklahoma you know oklahoma yeah so did you we didn't see him on super brawl did we i you know what i think we did no uh, but he uh was in the build to this because he defeated medusa for the cruiserweight title. That's where that's where I saw him. Yeah. That's talk where about I saw him. talk about fucking Vince McMahon attempted murder of the cruiserweight title type of bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Joe Gacy 
facing for the cruiserweight title. Uh, Medusa in right? Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus Medusa, and and then it was weird. The whole that whole situation was weird yeah. too. I I mm-hmm. don't even get what was. I know. I mean, I know they were trying to rip on Jr., but I just didn't get the whole situation. I never did. But anyways, he since relinquished the title. That set up the tournament. Uh, see below. Because uh, I have a bracket right here that I'm looking at. <laughs> right. We had Psychosis. The first round of the bracket, I'll go like this. Uh, Psychosis defeated Kaz Hayashi. Or nope. Kaz Hayashi. Uh, Sounds Prince, like a great match. The artist formerly known as Prince Ikea defeated Kid Romero. Or Romeo. Yeah. Sorry, Kid Romeo. Romeo yeah. Lashley LaRue. Right? I believe so. Was that was he part of three count? I think he was the third. Okay. Uh, well, oh, we, no, 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 no. That was the other guy. The other two were in the Evan, tournament. Evan, Evan something. Evan Courageous? Yeah, Evan Courageous was well, yeah, oh, yeah. Evan Evan Courageous uh, was defeated by Lash LaRue. Shannon Moore defeated his uh, three-count uh, stablemate Shane Helms. Oh. Uh, then we went into uh, Kaz Hayashi versus uh, the form- an artist formerly known as Prince Ikea. He took the win over Kaz Hayashi. Uh, Lash LaRue defeated Shannon Moore. That got us here. So what, what the participants seemed great. The 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 brackets seemed great. Well, he got shit sandwich. Well, I mean, he it's they just want to push young talent, and I get that at this point. But they're pushing young talent who have no, like, okay, let let let's run down this list. Psychosis, yeah, maybe, but psychosis is kind of long forgotten. Is not young talent. Yeah. You know, Kaz Hayashi. Are you young? Cat, were you going to talk about psychosis? Well, psychosis was probably in the 30s, in his 30s at this time. Yeah. Kaz Hayashi, I don't remember him. Like I said, he came out in the era when I didn't watch. So I know nothing about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the artist formerly known as Prince Ikea, his character is Prince. You know what yeah, I mean? So, 100%. And I don't see how that's getting over with the fans. Cause he's, I'm sure he's, it wasn't. He's trying to do like an I'm better than you. And especially... You know that in early two thousands, the year two thousand, that's not going to get over hmm. the androgyny of it. You know, it 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 would get over in twenty nineteen, not in the year two thousand. Um, and then three count, you know, and I don't know. I dug I dug three count. I thought they were over. I mean, they weren't over at all. I mean, we'll get okay. But then I was just marking out. Uh, Lashiru, uh, like I said, uh, Jericho ripoff. Uh, the match starts when the two men begin brawling in the dark. Paisley, uh, she gets some kicks in on uh, Lash LaRue in front of the ref. And there's kind of no DQ throughout the entire night. Yeah, that's that's I, I don't get it. I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. Rules don't matter, I guess. I mean, especially I think it's funny in WCW for a company that used to enforce the like DQ when you get thrown over the top rope. I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Paisley goes for those kicks. Lash goes for the shake, rattle, and roll, but uh, receives a super kick instead by the artist. Uh, we this thus this cruiserweight. So, so this doesn't feel like a cruiserweight match at all, like to me. Like you have Lash Larue and Prince Ikea, and it just to me it felt like two guys just kind of going back and forth, back and forth. And they were trying to do a cruiserweight match. Mm-hmm. Like they were trying to attempt what they saw before. But when you compare it to the great 
WCW cruiserweight matches you had opening shows before. You know, you had Rey Mysterio and um, fucking Eddie Guerrero. You had Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko. You had Dean Malenko and whoever else. Dean Malenko and Dean Malenko. Perry Saturn, Juventus Guerrero. Yeah. Billy Kidman. So, to me, I don't know. It felt like they were just trying to copy a cruiserweight match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lash in the Tree of Woe. And the artist uh, charges towards him with the knees. They go back and forth. It looks a little clunky. Uh, thank God Mike Tanay is one of the commentators because he's able to cover just everything. Uh, Mike Tanay is a godsend. Like, mm-hmm. He's the best thing on this show. Yes. And Tony Schiavone, so. I mean, I he's, think, you know, he's, I think he's just like, Tony. yep, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But Tanay is just great. Mm-hmm. The uh, professor. Yeah, anytime there's a messed up spot, you know, he's like, well, he didn't he didn't hit him fully all the way. So, you know, when you do that, it doesn't, you know, inflict all the pain. I'm just it's like, not going to have you. the effect that it should yeah. have. Yeah. Uh, Paisley, for some reason, is just hanging out on the apron. For the longest time. I don't know. Lash goes for a Hurricane Rana. Uh, and then it uh, looks like a total botch spot. But uh, Lash... Um, like, I don't know. It was just weird because he did the move and then he hit a jumping DDT instead to Lash. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it was weird. It was a weird spot. And then they just got the pin and the win. Yeah. And, I mean, you would expect more from the Prince. You know, he's somewhat of a veteran at this point, right? Yeah, because it was weird because Lash, like, he goes for the Hurricane Rana on Prince Ikea. And then he fully does, like, the Hurricane Rana flip. Mm-hmm. But he, Prince Ikea just kind of no-sells it mm-hmm. and then grabs Lash and hits a DDT backwards. Yeah. I don't... I, I'm befuddled. <laughs> I don't know. I To me, it, yeah, it was weird. So Prince Ikea pinned Lash LaRue to be the new cruiser or become the new cruiserweight title. This was a horrible opening to the show. I mean, come on. Give these guys, like, the TV title spot. But cruiserweight, I don't know. I I don't think that they're befitting of the cruiserweight spot. Uh, you know, at at the time, I could see well, not pre-show. the time. Actually, the TV title, yeah, the TV title was a lot more important back in the day, not two thousands. That wasn't even there. Um. Then we have Mean Gene with Brian Nobbs, and I think Brian Nobbs is going through like a mental issue right here because he mm-hmm. is just. I I feel like I'm getting some Rambo vibes. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, but no I, will, I will give him credit. He looks he looks pretty good. He looks in decent care. shape. He doesn't look like, you know, sloppy Brian Knobs. He actually looks like, you know, he cleaned up. He's screaming his lungs out. It's just, I'm like, you know, when I go out there, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat up. Oh, who would he fucking well, you take know, on? There, there's something I didn't notice about this is all the promos came off very 1985. Yeah. Well, some of them did, yeah. And then the ones that didn't just came off like, weird like the, or know, try hard yeah uh so anyways uh brian knobs he's going through he's having a moment uh then we go the, so there's a story going the throughout the entire night there's a room in the cow palace that's blocked off no it's been blocked off all day you know you we don't know what's going on in there we don't is know it, is it james brown no we don't we don't know it could we we don't know we don't know who it is we don't know we don't know Sting is announced for the show. Is it Sting? We don't know. Goldberg was the thing back then. Is it him? 
<laughs> so yeah, that's the story the entire night. We have no idea what's going on uh, with this door. It's blocked off. It says no entry. Uh, dogs will bite your butt off. I don't know. Don't come in. Mm. Next up, WCW Hardcore. Oh, by the way, that first match, that Lash LaRue match, because I just so I don't forget. Is it like 30 minutes? <laughs> uh, five minutes and 54 okay. seconds. Yeah, figures. So, yeah. Uh, next match is the Hardcore WCW Hardcore Championship. You know, that famous WCW Hardcore Championship. <laughs> Remember the one where you had to pin them in the ring? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was fun. Uh, Brian Knobs with Fit Finley versus Bam Bam Bigelow, who's the champion. This match uh, lasted about four minutes and 44 seconds. So, how did we get here? Oh, boy. Like, the buildup is much better than the match itself, right? It's so bad. It's so bad. And I like Bam Bam. It's funny. Bam Bam Bigelow has, like, nothing to do with it. He's just kind of like an innocent bystander to (laughs) two guys just fucking having the weirdest, like, bromance breakup, get back Mm -hmm. together. Okay, so, well, Brian Knobs, he was the hardcore champion. And his mentor, Fit Finley, who also wears camouflage, uh, Finley turned on Knobs in a match back in January to help Bam Bam Bigelow win the title. So far, so good, right? Yeah. So now Knobs uh, has been training with Finley to win the title back. Oh. What? Hey. I watched four episodes of Nitro to this buildup. Oh, okay. Sorry. Three episodes and I watched the, the one after. Uh, okay. The fallout. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any kind of like, hey, buddy, I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. I'm going to help you win the title. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. You're going to help me train? Just one day they were together? They were just like, I, 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 I right here. <sighs> Maybe I missed something. I mean, there's a chance I could have fallen asleep. Well, but we do know that there's been lost footage. And there's lost footage? <laughs> there could have been a whole segment with Brian Knobs and Fit Finley's, you know, um, reconciliation. Mm-hmm. But we don't know. Um, so Brian Knobs music is what I can only describe as some cheap, uh, Huey Lewis instrumental cover song. Do both themes were, Ugh. uh, I don't know. It's just funny. It's just, he's supposed to be like this hardcore guy and he's coming out, mm-hmm. you know, screaming and clapping and it's just kind of, kind of funky. You yeah, know? The harder rock and roll is still beating. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> just think of something like that, just like an instrumental cover of that, that they would put in like. Okay, so like the Back to the Future game can't afford the Huey Lewis <laughs> rights, so they have to get like some cover band that's kind of yeah. like it. It's like yeah. Huey Lewis and the missing from fake news or whatever. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh, so uh, they battle on the outside. Uh, Finley distracts Bam Bam early. Early, um, he's just kind of like, "What's up? What's up? What's going on? Come over here, Bam Bam, you giant." Giant beast, uh, woo, woo, come over here. I, I really like Bam. Like this kind of show. After watching him for a couple weeks, like I really like him. Like he's really you know, underrated. You know what was really cool? Uh, the faction is the triad. You remember them? Was that? Uh, oh, that was Canyon, uh, Bam Bam, and DDP. Yeah. I see. I don't. I don't remember them. That's. Well, I mean, you named each member. I mean, I knew of them, but. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, they were they were a good a good crew that should have went further. So uh, they these guys battle into the uh, very very cheap Cal Palace hallways, um, like <laughs> the fans are just like, whoa! 
we're on camera. Woo. <laughs> I love this because I love the moments before camera phones, like before everyone had a phone, like a camera on their phone. Mm-hmm. Every time they see a camera, they're just like, hey, woo, <laughs> oh my God. It's, it's like, much better than. That's, I mean, I guess, but you know, these guys, like their people are throwing food at them. You know, when they're battling yeah. in the hallways, like some, it felt like someone threw some chili at the wall. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that wasn't chili. <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> literally, and then these two guys are literally slamming each other as softly, softly as they can into like tables. And this, it's all that's happening. Like mm-hmm. when I say they battle into the hallways, they're just like, ah, boom, ah, mm-hmm. boom, ah, boom, ah, yeah. boom. And lightly grazing the, the yeah. walls. Yeah. It, it it was it was probably one of the safest hardcore matches I've seen. Well, mm-hmm. safest hardcore matches. I'll talk about death matches later. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, and, oh, <laughs> and then they, they were using a plastic uh, garbage can too to hit a, to hit um, a Bam Bam with. Yeah, Andre's the worst. Yeah, just like come they on. just kind of bounce like dong. That whole the whole cow <laughs> palace thing. I'm like, dude, what is going on? There's plastic everything in this arena. Mm-hmm. Plastic everything the entire night. So it's the, year, it's the year 2000 Nobs uh, pulls a table out of the ring. He sets it up in the corner. Nobs attempts to throw bam, bam into the table, but bam, bam reverses and Nobs is smashes into the table. We get a greeting from Ashbury park to Nobs. Bam goes to the top with a chair. He, <laughs> and then he sees Finley coming. He just fucking throws the chair at Finley. <laughs> you can see Finley just like run like, Whoa, shit. Right. That was in the script. Uh, after Nobs, uh, like he after like Nobs asked Finley to leave the match. Remember that? Like mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that. Like he asked him to leave the match. It's a hardcore match, man. But Finley, I mean, he asked Finley. Like I'm saying, Brian Nobs oh, asked oh, oh, yeah, Finley uh, yeah. to leave yeah, the yeah. match. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's just like to me, it's like just leave, dude. Nobody wants yeah. you here. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Uh, Bam, Bam Bam is crotched on the ropes. Brian Nobbs uh, hits him with the cast. Oh, yeah, because they both have cast. Everybody has cast. Every, everybody. <laughs> I don't know what is going on in WCW in the year 2000, but there's at least four people on the show with broken arms. <laughs> Nobody was drinking their calcium. Uh, well, they're all old school guys, too, so yeah. we talk about it. Um, anyways, uh, Nobs uh, hits Bam in the head w- uh, with the garbage can lid on the outside. Oh, yeah, he did pin him on the outside. Uh, he pinned win. This is the worst hardcore match ever. At least the ever, one. At least for me ever. reviewing. You know, I'm just saying compared to the ones I reviewed. Mm-hmm. Can't compare to others. Okay. Which I think this is probably the highlight of the night for me. Uh, what, Ric Flair? Oh, no. No. Oh. The security guards. I'm going to talk about uh, these guys. Okay. These guys yeah. real quick. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Cow Palace, they have security guards guarding both Scott Scott Hall and Sid Vicious locker room. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, you got two sets of guys out of e- outside each uh, door. So the guys in front of Scott Hall's door are just like, okay, you got it? No one gets in. You got it? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that, that's fine. So then they cut to Sid's locker room. And the guy looks at the other guy. And they probably said, just say that line at the other the security guards just said, mm-hmm. and the security guard says, okay, nobody gets in. I don't care if you, it's the president. <laughs> I'm just like, 
It's like, fuck yeah, dude. You took your chance. You went with it. I know for a fact nobody told him to say that, and he went for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, screw it. I have my moment of fame. I'm about to ad-lib this bitch. And it was probably just some uh, Cow Palace security guard because they were wearing the Cow Palace security jacket. I mean, they Mm -hmm, could have just got mm -hmm. a jacket. Yeah, they could have borrowed it for somebody. But no, I I think they, hey, kid, how would you like to get another 200 bucks tonight? Just say this on camera real quick. Because mm-hmm. you, they, they were like, "Well, this is, no, no, nobody gets it. Gets in tonight, at least the first guy. The second guy took yeah. it. He went around with it. It was great. Yeah, no. And remember, this is the same security guard set that uh, when Sid peeks his head out, he was like, "Hey, where are you going? Yeah, get back in there. Yeah. It's the same set." Okay, next up we have three count in a three-on-one match versus Norman Smiley. Oh, uh, sorry, uh-huh. screaming Norman Smiley. Hmm. So the lead up to this match, uh, for the past few weeks, Norman Smiley has been battling three count one on one, and now they want to take him three on one. There you go. Uh, but the lead up to this match did have a great moment of wrestling history that I don't think anyone's ever talked about, and I've seen it for the first time ever in this moment. So there was a moment where three count thought they had a match against the demon. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually we'll know as Dale Torborg. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't the demon. It was Norman Smiley dressed up as the demon. Full, oh, nice. Full <laughs> demon face paint, full, full regale, everything. Just like the, <laughs> so we have Norman Smiley cosplaying as the demon, and it oh was the God. best thing ever. I have to get pictures of that. Like, yeah, I mean, hopefully. I put it up there on the screen. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> wouldn't that be great? Uh, so Norman Smiley, like I said, three on one now. Or you went after them one on one. Now it's three on one. Uh, this match begins with a little bit of brawling, but wow, yeah, it's really basic. Uh, Norman uh, with the Jerry Rice number eighty jersey. That's true. Old school Jerry Rice jersey. Uh, but there are some good fluid uh, lucha spots here. I mean, Norman Smiley is very good at what he does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a three count, they're not bad at what they do. Well, they're fresh out of the power plant. So. And the indies. So uh, a big swing to um, Shane Helms. Three count begins their uh, three-on-one on on Norman Smiley. Three count rips the Jerry Rice jersey off of uh, Norman, exposing the ribs. Uh, Oh, no. A super kick followed by a twisting corkscrew splash, followed by a frog splash to Norman. Shannon then locks in the Boston Crab, and uh, we get a submission. Shannon Moore uh, taps out Norman Smiley. Uh, so uh, there you go. After the three weeks, I just love that. I love the three weeks of like, well, I'm going to take everyone out one by one, but then you're just going to beat me three on one at the pay per view. Yeah. Did did they Shouldn't meet it again be like at the, the other way around? Yeah, yeah, totally. They should they should beat him up leading up to the pay-per-view and then he gets his you know the three count get their comeuppance yeah but no we book things differently here hey bro uh so this match uh was not a good match however uh compared to uh the first couple ones it was it was it was was yeah i remember this match being a lot better but going back and watching it again i'm like oh i I, I like this easier to sit through yeah uh, so then, uh, who's, who's behind the private wall? Ooh, we don't know. DOA is trying to find out. Uh, we don't know. Ooh. Is it Bret Hart? 
Is it, it could be Bret Hart. It could be Hogan. It could be just Hogan just wanting some privacy. Mm-hmm. He has a match, but whatever. <laughs> okay, so next up, The Wall. And they, they're billing this as the special main event. So is this the Demons, like, debut match? No, they would have. I mean, you would you would know because you watched the lead up to it. But supposedly he had he came out with Kiss. Yeah, one of the, yeah, uh, no, yeah, that's what I thought. One of the events, yeah. Okay, maybe it was the last Starcade. Starcade is December, right? Yeah. So a uh, Walls music plays. Uh, uh, no show. Uh, Torborg uh, goes back. He like looks for the wall. He's like, "Where is he?" Uh. I'm a demon, but I'm fucking mm. stupid. I'm going to go into the curtains and get lost. And, of course, the wall attacks him from behind. Uh, the battle in the ring. There was a cool spot, though, when the demon uh, is tossed into the turnbuckle and grabs himself and lands on, like, uh, he kind of, like, lands on the middle rope, but he kind of lands in this weird way, but, like, on the side of the turnbuckle. Kind of this, well, weird, that. this weird superhero-ish vampire kind of way. It was really hmm. cool. And then he jumps off and hits a, was it a flying clothesline? Cool spot. Okay, see, I missed it because I didn't know who this wall character was. And I think he went by the name Malice before. I don't know, dude. And while I was looking down, it was, what? What happened? He's, oh, trying, he's like the over? German hitman, right? Like, that's what he's supposed to be. I think so, yeah. Like, from some sort of movie. Like, I mean, I know this is before Fast and Furious or something like mm-hmm. that, but some sort of like James Bond or like, I don't know. Uh, Golden Eye. I mean, there we like, go. There sounds we go. like it. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, I am the one. I crush you, James Bond. What a great game, Golden Eye. But he he like listens to like rock and roll, like like Nirvana and stuff because that's edgy. I'm oh, a hit that's man why that that's why he doesn't like the demon. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, glamour rock. Uh, Wall takes over and slows it down. Demon that goes up to the top rope. Wall grabs Demon by the throat, gives him a choke slam, pin win. It was a nothing fucking match. It was like I don't I don't even get it. I don't even know why it was built up for this match. I didn't even see any build up for this. Like for the few past few weeks, like the demon's um, sarcophagus is what it's called. Mm-hmm. I think has mm-hmm. been kind of around the arenas. Everyone's like, oh, well, the demon's coming back or the demon's showing up. Oh, the demon, the demon, the demon. Mm-hmm. But then, like, why is the wall beating the demon? Like, yeah, they should be pushing it- Dale Torborg. I mean, they got them. You, one of the, I don't want to say the greatest bands, but one of the most famous bands in the world, Kiss. They're not being respected enough for the guy to not be a jobber. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I don't know. I think that was, you know, a different era. Maybe, maybe that, I don't know. Maybe that was a different era. Yeah. It wasn't and, that long and you ago. Know, you know what else, too? I don't think the Demon was a current management production. That's you know what, what I mean? Saying. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe that was a uh, Eric Bischoff was in charge, and then when Vince Russo took over, I don't know, man. I knew I all I remember is Tony Schiavone marking out for Kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the wall pinned uh, the Demon Dale Torborg. So me and Gene, he's with Ernest Miller, and uh, Gene accuses uh, Ernest Miller of lying about James Brown being here tonight because apparently uh, the cat has been uh, saying James Brown will be here tonight in San Francisco. Not tonight here in San Francisco where I'm at even though I am in San Francisco, nor at Jose's house, but in the year 2000, because I think James Brown is dead, right? Yes, yes. He won't. He will not be showing up at the cowboys anytime soon. No, and if he did show up there tonight, I would be like, run. Hmm. 
<laughs> no, I'm not saying. I'm saying like if he was alive and he just like showed up there, I'd be like, mm -hmm. someone needs to check on him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. He says you're lying. He says no, I'm not. I'm the cat. I don't know who to believe. I'm the cat. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. The cat. The cat seems like a character. Do you remember? Okay, I know you remember the '60s show, and um, maybe other wrestling fans watching this. And we try to gear this. And, you know, I try to be the the young, hip, thirty-five year old over here. But um, you remember the Mod Squad? I, I've never seen it, but I know of it. You never they, saw the they, movie. They, they had a remake movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm more referring to the movie because I saw the movie in the '90s, okay. and I watched okay. a lot of movies when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just. The cat is a very '90s character. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he seems like, like he's kind of like the funk pimp. Like I don't know, like costume. Where you know what I mean? I got you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He seems to me, he, he kind of almost seems like a drug dealer. Like if he starts selling drugs. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like you wouldn't put it past it. Like. <laughs> Like he just he I don't know he's wearing like cheap clothes and stuff I'm like dude, uh, come on. I don't know it's it's you know because at first he was a uh, you know a karate master yeah, Eric Bischoff's teacher that's right he was um no I was yeah thinking. he he came in with a gi and barefoot you know ready to fight and then he slowly transitioned when new management took over they're like you know what would be cool bro the be the fun the funky commissioner or remember those seventies black exploitation movies. Do that. He's probably like, wait, do I get more screen time? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. All right, that's fine. That means a bigger be, paycheck, right? All right. Yeah. Be Muhammad Ali and James Brown melded into one. Oh my God. Well, I mean, whatever. To each his own. If it was his idea, then it was his idea. But yeah, that wasn't who he was when he when he first joined. Yeah. He was funny. I remember, he did uh, the Commissioner for a while. We we reviewed one of those shows. Yeah, one of them. And he was decent then. Decent. Uh, next up, we have the leather jacket on a pole match. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who the F is Big Al? Who's Big Al? Where, where does this guy come from? <laughs> so, Big Al is uh, he's one of Tank Abbott's uh, like boys, like his entourage. Yeah. Um, so, what they were trying to like be, what they were trying to say without saying it. Or, or that these guys are in some sort of like underground gang, you know what I mean? Uh, they're in, so when did Fight Club come out? Ninety well, nine. Uh, wait, when did Fight Club come out? Let's see, because I think that that plays a good role into it. Fight Club they try to portray? was a very influential movie um, that is spelled Fight C L U B, and then I'm gonna hit enter. Um, it came out in nineteen ninety nine. So there we go. There's your answer. Yeah. Um, that's what it seemed like to me, but it was like kind of like biker gangy, you know what I mean? Because these guys are like, like Tank Abbott was like, was was wrestling for the first few weeks, and Big Al was ringside, and he was kind of like, this guy, he's I don't I don't like what he's doing here. He's he's been the Ultimate Fight Championship. That's what they called it every time, the mm -hmm. Ultimate Fight Championship. <laughs> and uh, you know, Tank Abbott was like, okay, you, we got, we have to fight, and I'm gonna put my skin on the line. And his skin was his jacket. Yeah. And, did he, and you yeah. notice how Big Al had a leather vest of his own. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, you know, it's like to him, it's like, okay, he's probably a little below Tank Abbott. He doesn't have any stripes on it yet. So, yeah, he sees 
he see okay this is what i think so big al he sees the the guy in the gang above him but he's doing wrestling now he's like oh, that's not a fucking real sport so now he's like i'm gonna go after him and i'm gonna take his fucking position that's just what i see happening yeah yeah yeah. But, yeah but you you make more sense than what we were presented but did you notice how the um the what do you call it the patches on the on the the vest and the jacket were mm-hmm. were um were like POW MIA. Oh, I didn't I didn't notice. Uh, I didn't I didn't get close uh, to the TV. Like, uh, like they they were they were for you know prisoners of war, yeah. which are, is like a common like like I know yeah like yeah it sucks and but a lot of like you know veterans wear it and a lot of people who support the veterans wear it. You know it's not like hell's angels on the back or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know no like, I just saw fight that fight or die. Hey. I just saw that flag hanging at the uh, South City uh, ma- uh, yeah. Mail Department. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So it, it's just funny to me how they're trying to do like this this underground fight biker gang. And maybe in the 90s, because there's less internet access, you know what I mean? You weren't able mm-hmm. to just look up things like that. Um, but it's like, come on, POWMI. It's right. Really? Yeah, get get close enough. You'll that's see. Not, it. That's not like a hardcore. Maybe it. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Let me, oh. if I'm wrong. If, if you're watching, let me know in the comment below. The comments below, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Uh, back to the match. You know. Damn it, we have to talk about the match. Yeah, four minutes and thirty-four <laughs> seconds. This match was four minutes. It felt like twenty. Every match did, dude. <laughs> uh, so Big Al uh, knocks Abbott to the outside. He drags him to the corner. Uh, crotches him on the corner post uh, and uh, stomps on his face. And uh, and he says, uh, yeah, it's not too good for him. Uh, and he's just like, it, it, Big Al, too, is so bad because he doesn't have wrestling training. And you could tell mm-hmm. he doesn't watch wrestling. Maybe he has some fight yeah. training, but he doesn't watch wrestling. And you could tell because he's like, I'm going to break him. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, dude, you're just copying 80 stuff now. It's like. I don't know. Al standing on the face of uh, Tank Abbott, literally with both feet on his face. Uh, that's when uh, Abbott just wakes up and beats down on Al. Yeah. Al, uh, Al is put onto the shoulders of Abbott. Um, and, <laughs> and Abbott begins to climb to grab his jacket with Al on his shoulders. I yeah, holy know, crap. I don't know why. He's climbing up to the top with another man on his shoulders. Yeah. And he's up to the top of the turnbuckle. He could almost grab his jacket. And he fucking just accidentally drops uh, Big Al on to the outside. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, <laughs> whatever. But it, he didn't just grab his jacket. Tank gets out of the ring, get, jumps down, gets out of the ring, gives him like a punch. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> okay, cool. And they, yeah. they were even calling attention. Wow, that was... That was interesting. Give him punch for good measure. <laughs> well, the leader of the gang got to make sure his boys are all right. Yeah, Tank. Uh, yeah, then he just goes back and grabs his jacket and wins. And uh, this was a this was a sloppy, 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 oh, sloppy match. Can we can we just say that the Goldberg um, clone experiment did not work? Well, you know what? I'll say this um, for somebody who wasn't a wrestler and who came in and did a match. Maybe he was. Um, who is this fucking guy? I, I need to find out now. Who, Big Al? Big Al, yeah. I mean, I know we talked about who he is as a character, but like, mm-hmm. who, is who is he? Who is he in real life? Who is he in real life? Big Al, WCW. Oh, 
Al Green. Oh man, he was a wrestler. No. Oh no. See the power plant sucked. Oh wait, no, this is Big Al Green. Maybe I maybe I don't know. I don't know, man. Okay, yeah, that's that's a different person. It's okay, so just in this, I'm gonna what this says right here. It's just funny. It says uh he says just somebody writing about it, he goes, Yeah, Big Al was Tank Abbott's friend from the streets as a kid. Oh. Why well, that was like every fucking angle tonight too. It was like, mm-hmm. Oh kid we were kids on the streets. And that was that person watching your back and I was your but your person you're you're not Speaking watching of my which back. it's like Jesus Christ. Uh, that's a good uh segue. Uh yeah, good segue into uh a singles match for the for the ownership of Harlem Heat. Oh my god. And you know, during the promo I didn't know what Stevie Ray was talking about. So what are you saying? Uh, they were just kinda of, he was kinda of rambling, man. Yeah. Um so it's Big T, not Stevie Ray. Uh, Big T is co- accompanied by Stevie Ray and Jay Biggs, the new uh, manager of Harlem Heat. Big T. Inc. Well, <laughs> not Inc. yet. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. Not my yet. Bad, um, so it's, I don't know. And now Big T is uh, formerly uh, Ahmed Johnson mm-hmm. from WWE. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, so how do we get here? So Harlem Heat broke up uh, some months ago. Ahmed Johnson joined Stevie Ray. Booker uh, has been using the Harlem Heat theme song, though, while Stevie Ray was out. And uh, when Stevie Ray came back, he says, no, I own Harlem Heat. You can't use that. And you have to use, like, clown music. <laughs> like, it, 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 okay. <laughs> it's what I can only describe as Disneyland background music. Like it was like, you're cranking a jack in the box. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, why can't like Booker T just be like, hey guys, can you just not, like, yeah. just don't. I'll just, I'll just, I'll be, I'll young lion it. Is it uh, Jimmy Hart's right here? I'll ask him to whip something up really fast. <laughs> I bet you'll be better than that. Here, Jimmy, just take this guitar, please. Just, just Thank do you. anything. Thank you, sir, and. uh yeah. Four bars, just a loop. Four bars. <laughs> I, can't, I still can't believe he wrote the NW, the Wolfpack theme song. Yeah, what? He wrote the Wolfpack? Theme yeah, song? yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, what, he, he was rapping. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm ninety percent <laughs> sure. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. Uh, I thought for sure like Conan was probably involved in that. Uh, Booker the Young Lion comes out to the ring. He's not Booker T. He's just Booker. Uh, this match goes for one minute, and I just don't. I don't fucking care. I don't because Ahmed Johnson is way bigger than he was in WWE. He's gained a lot of weight. He's slower. Um, mm-hmm. There's constant interference in this match. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 not like like Stevie Ray was pretty much in the ring. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, Russian leg sweep to Big T. Uh, Harlem sidekick to Big T. We get a bookend followed by a missile drop kick. The lights go out, and uh, as Booker was pinning Big T, and this giant. Giant man appears, and Booker is just shocked. This giant fat man appears, and I'm sorry, the guy was fat. He was fat. Mm-hmm. He was very, very fat. What can I say? Uh, Booker uh, or Big James? Is that you? Well, do you know what his name was? No, what was his name? No, I don't know. They didn't say. They said it like the next night, but I forgot. I forgot to write it oh, down. Okay, but it was like it was like Cervantes or something. Oh, uh, okay. The closest they got was three hundred. 350, 400 plus. Yeah. 
I mean, that was that was a cool gimmick. I I do like that the w- the way that they he kind of said that like he goes each man was bigger than he, the uh, the next, mm-hmm. but the way he well, said it was really yeah. cool. Well, you know what that was? It's the super machine, the super giant machine. No, the machine, the super machine, the giant machine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I like Jay Biggs though. You know what can I say? He's mm-hmm. a good, he's a good uh, manager, at least from what I yeah, seen. just not just not cam aware. Like no. I think he made a lot of these comments to the fans and forgot that there were cameras behind them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Booker. Uh, Booker held back a lot in this match too. He had to. Yeah, he, he was going at a different speed. He but, was going at, you know, he's used to going 90 and he was going 50. And then after the match, uh, Jay Biggs introduces <clears throat> us to Harlem Heat Incorporated. What do you think of Harlem Heat Incorporated, Jose? I think that's whack as fuck. <laughs> I get some like some weird take off of like Money Incorporated. Yeah. You know and, I mean? you know, at every 80s gimmick there was everything was incorporated. It's weird, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, then we go to the next match of the night, probably match of the night. Uh, Billy Kidman with Tori Wilson versus Vampiro. This match was seven minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, so officially, the lead up to this was good. So these two, uh, so they kept going back and forth. Uh, this is like the rubber match between the two. That they, they wouldn't stop saying it, yeah. They were like, this is the rubber match, rubber match, rubber, rubber, rubber match. Okay. Well, at least no one's going to catch any VD. <laughs> um, uh, whoop, whoop, whoop. It's official though. At least these two want to actually try to put on a good wrestling match with in yeah. a show full of bullshit. Uh, again, though, these two men uh, don't seem—they don't seem like super comfortable when they're doing. And, and I know I'm comparing to like Young Bucks and things like that. And mm-hmm. I don't know. These guys just don't seem super comfortable doing stuff with each other. Like I felt like they were kind of mismatched. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, um, because Vampiro at the time had a more indie style at the time. You know what that indie style was? Yeah. And Billy was really coming off of a, a lengthy stay in the cruiserweight department. So, you know, cruiserweight versus, you know, indie darling. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you know, they, like they say, styles make fights. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Vamp goes for a... Uh... Vamp gives uh, Kidman a basement dropkick. Super kick to Kidman, knocking him into Tory Wilson. Kidman is just distraught. Uh, Vamp uh, gets a chair and attempts to hit Kidman. Tory stops him. Vamp tries to hit Tory. Uh, Billy gives uh, him a Van Kidmanator. It's, uh, it's cool. Patent pending. <laughs> uh, back and forth uh, between the two men on the inside. Mark Madden says. Uh, in two years, this match will be for the WCW uh, world title. And I, I think that's really cool. I do. I think it's really cool that Ma- Mark Madden thought WCW would be around the year 2002. Uh, 2004. He well, said in two years, it's going to be for the U.S. title. In four years, it's going to be for the world title. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. I thought he just said in two years, it'll be for the world title. Yeah, think about WCW in 2004. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Can't see the future, but hey. We can see yeah. the past. Uh, double release power bomb to Kidman. Both men on the top. Kidman hits a falling reverse. Uh, in okay, sorry, a falling reverse inverted DDT to Vampiro. Reverse inverted? Can you a do that? Falling reverse inverted DDT. Well, because he, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, hey, uh, Kidman Pitt, got his ass handed to him in this match, though, right? He did. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they they both went back and forth. Like I thought it was a really good match. 
yeah, don't yeah, get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I mean, was it a really good match or was it just the best match on this show? It it's the I mean, it could be both. Goggles. It could be both. Yeah. Or it could just be just one. Okay. But it's, on a, on it's at least re- one. Uh, you know, in AEW, this is a okay opener nowadays. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And given the history, because the buildup was was what made this match special. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I I think so. But and, you know, and that and the fact that the cameraman couldn't stay away from Tori's ass. I mean, you know, they they got it. They, there was no internet in the time, Jose. Mm, yeah. So we got we got to give people some stuff to put into the spank bank, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's move on though, because next up we have WCW World Tag Team Championship match: David Flair and Crowbar with the ever so lovely Daphne uh, versus uh, was it um, f- uh, fucking God, the Mama Luke's Johnny the Bull and uh, oh I sorry, I was gonna say Enzo Amore and Big Cass. <laughs> Because every time their fucking music hits, it's just like I wanted like, you know, just like, how you doing? <laughs> it, 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 it starts out exactly kind of, I mean, not exactly like it's like they play like this stereotypical Italian music for the Mama Lukes mm-hmm. or the what do they call them? The 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 Paisons, the Paisons, they're, they're, they're supposed to be called the Paisons because mm-hmm. Mama Lukes is like a not derogatory, but it's kind of like a uh, Mama Luke, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, uh, Big Vito and Johnny the Bull of the Mamelukes uh, defend their titles. Uh, 11 minutes and 22 seconds in this match. So it's a Sicilian stretcher match where uh, I guess all members of any either team has to be stretchered out. Uh, That's th- not what they said. They said that the, um, the, 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 Tag team has to be stretched out. Yeah, well, both men, both men, both men. You got to stretch out the manager too, apparently. Uh, yeah. So how do we get here? Crowbar, David Flair, and Daphne have been attacking the Mamelukes for weeks on end. Uh, they finally, t- until they agreed to a Sicilian stretcher match for the titles. Yeah, I need to learn when David Flair lost his shit because this is where he were, they had a clip where he's holding the crowbar and he's just going batty. I don't think he lost it yet because. There's still like the next night on Nitro, there's still a scene where he's with like Rick and he's like, you're my son and you listen to me. That's what you do. And I'm just like, what's going on? Yeah. Um. Oh, what's that whole thing? Um, your, your, your dad didn't come help you. Come get your son for the death match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, eventually, uh. Uh, Daphne gets in the ring and uh, she hit a Hurricane Rana on Johnny the Bull. Disco yeah, tries. She did. She did great, but Johnny the Bull was a little late to the party. <laughs> uh, Disco tries to get involved, uh, but he gets maced. Something he, he got maced. Something yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, Lion salt to Vito by Crowbar. Crowbar uh, sets up table in the corner. Tries to throw Johnny the Bull into the table, but reversed, and uh, it gets reversed into a power bomb. To crowbar through the table, which was a cool oh, spot. And, and crowbar got, um, I think it, uh, it might have been Mark Madden. He got referred to as one of the best talent in the company today. I mean, crowbar is always really good. Mm-hmm. I, I can't take it away from him. Canyon and David Flair wasn't horrible. You know, I mean, people. Oh, he was he was greener than a dollar bill. 
Yeah, he wasn't a good worker, but I mean, he was entertaining. <laughs> yeah, Daphne um, was great. Luke's are working. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, so Johnny the Bull hits a modified leg drop to David Flair. Disco is uh, wandering around the ring because he's still blinded by the mace. Uh, it's funny because he gets up, he sits down, he gets up again, but he's blinded mm-hmm. the entire time. Yeah. Uh, Luke's uh, tied David Flair to a stretcher, so he's the first one out. Now it's two and a half on one or two and a half on one and a half. I don't know. Yeah. A horrible tape job, by the way. Uh, what, on the stretcher? Yeah. Uh, dude, th- like they were just like, yeah, no, nobody they, taped they used, they used the wrong tape, right? It should have been duct tape. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they like tied them to with like a cloth. I don't know. It was horrible. Uh, they felt like they were trying like, don't break the tape, don't break the tape. It was oh, horrible oh, oh. athletic tape. Oh, great. Nice. Before I break everything. There we go. Okay, here's the point. Just leaving it. If you can rip the tape while you're applying it, and this they showed it, uh, Johnny the Bull was wrapping somebody up. Oh, it was it was, it was wrist tape. <laughs> you were like this. Rip. They used wrist tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're good to go. Now, why wouldn't David Flair be able to escape that? Well. Because he's tied. He's tied to a stretcher. Yes. And at one point he was flopping around like a, like a fish out of water. Let me out of here. Let me out of here. Well, I mean. As soon as the ref has got to the I top know, of the man. ramp, he's come down. I guess I'm out. Uh, let's see. Uh, Crowbar sets a table up on the outside. Johnny the Bull uses a lead pipe to knock out Crowbar. Crowbar sets, uh, or Crowbar is set on the table. And uh, Vito hits a splash to Crowbar through the table. Luke's uh, tie crowbar to the stretcher. He's taken out, but they're not done. They go after Daphne and tie her to a wheelchair and Mama Luke's win. Yeah, dude, they shoved the sock down her throat. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, But Daphne, I mean, every time that camera was on her, she was screaming at the top of her lungs and hamming it up too. Yeah. She, I mean, she, yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to make this a whole, like, let's remember Daphne. And I, you know, I miss her, but it's like, at the same time, it's like, She's great at her job. You know, you mm-hmm. can see she was full of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this match wasn't the worst match of the night uh, by any means, uh, but uh, it didn't seem like no one knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. No one yeah. went up to each other like before the show and was like, uh, and talked about it. Like not anyone, not production, yeah. not the wrestlers, not the commentators. It was just bad. B-A-D well, bad. They had, they had two st- Three spots, four spots planned out. Daphne getting tied to the wheelchair. Yeah. Um, both Crowbar and David Flair getting wrapped up with the tape. And then uh, Johnny the Bull's leg drop from the top. That's yeah. all they talked about. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't know. It, it was cool. I like, I mean, I like the team of like the entertainment value of both teams. I actually kind of mm-hmm. like the Mama Lukes. They're funny. They're, mm-hmm. they're both good wrestlers. Vito is fucking very athletic, you know? And yeah. uh, so is Johnny the Bull. So we shouldn't have got a stretcher match. Every every match on this card is hardcore or stretcher or they're all gimmicked up. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's Super Brawl two thousand. Yeah, we got don't a, you we think? Got a fight Super Brawl, uh, Super Fight. So next up we have the cat. He comes out to the ring. Um, uh, and I, he, I thought he had a match with Maestro. No, no, he didn't have a match with Maestro. Oh, so okay. So first off, who the fuck is Maestro? It's uh, Buddy Rogers' son. Oh, is it really? No. Oh, that's what he looked I looked like him though. He looked like a giant baby. Like he looks yeah. like a giant baby. 
uh, in, uh, he's he has some you know. Uh, although I will say, I think his his valet is very very nice looking. Symphony. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a stripper's name, but whatever. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, Cat comes out to the ring. He introduces James Brown, and it's a fake James Brown, and. Everyone boos, and Maestro says, Say, that's not a real James Brown! Ah! And he's screaming at the top of his fucking lungs. I don't know. And apparently the James Brown family, or his trust, wouldn't allow WWE to use some of his music. So they use, like, the lamest... You know, like some whatever, like... Funk music they had on yeah, it was, it was like some weird ass. <laughs> so eventually, uh, Maestro's yelling and yelling, and then out comes James Brown himself and the entourage, <laughs> and everyone's freaking out. And James Brown, he's fucking dressed like the Joker, mm-hmm. and I think that's on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brown uh, doesn't do or say much, uh, but he does have a dance off with the cat, and uh, apparently he gives cat his seal of approval. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like I don't know. It's, I hate, I don't know. It was dumb. It was. It was dumb. Like It was a waste of time, and this was longer than most matches. It, it, they were having a dance-off, but James Brown was like, all right, all right, yeah. Well, you notice, too, that uh, the cat was trying to you know catch some heat at the beginning of the segment, and they totally cut him off, and they brought out James Brown without him even introducing him. Yeah. It, like the fake James Brown? Yeah. It, it was just, it was... It was dumb, and yeah, it didn't need to be, especially with a bunch of matches that like felt like they were halfway done. Mm-hmm. You know, they were half the matches were under. I think more, uh, two thirds of the matches of the show were under ten minutes. They were like at eight, right? Seven. Or well, eight. I mean, some were four, some were five. You yeah, know, they're all varying times. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it was pretty funny, though. I will say that <laughs> it was dumb. It was pretty funny. Uh, next up is uh, the oh, thank God, we're gonna see some violence. Uh, Finally, oh, before you get to that, let me just uh, add how everybody has some pretty 1980s. Everybody in the main event has some pretty um, 1980s promos. You know how they kept going to Mean Gene in the back. Well, it was Sid, S- yeah, Scott, Scott Hall. Hall. Uh huh. Who both of them were wrestlers in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jeff well, Jarrett. I mean, he's been in Jeff the business Jarrett. forever. Yeah, but no, Scott Hall actually came off. It, it was refreshing to me. <laughs> hey, I don't care, man. Oh, this is this is height of Scott Hall's like downfall. Unfortunately, he's a different guy. Really? Because I thought he looked like I was trying to look for signs. No, I mean like he he, he was shape. having you know tours in Europe. I guess he was getting into a lot of fights at bars mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he was drinking a whole lot. But nonetheless, so we're not going to talk too much about that. We're going to yeah, talk yeah, yeah. about the Texas Death Match happening oh, in San Francisco. Terry Funk versus Ric Flair. 15 minutes and 40 seconds. Hey, 22 years ago, Ric Flair looked great. (sighs) That guy's been 100 for 100 years. Wow. So this match, um, nobody bled. It was a Texas death Uh match. Out of Uh all the Terry Funk death matches ever, I don't know, like like Terry Funk is one of the great death match (coughs) wrestlers. Mm -hmm. And... Terry Funk just did not. I know he didn't get along with Vince Russo at all. That's the thing. So a lot of the times he would like just I felt like he would be told what to do and he would do it. But then he would try to change it like halfway because mm. like, uh, I don't know. I think there was a point in this match. And we'll get there 
But like, okay, so leading up to this match, he's trying to get the match with Rick. So he has a match with David Flair, and he's like, I'm beating up. It's an I quit match. And he's beating up on David Flair. He's beating up on David Flair. And then all of a sudden, Terry just goes, you know what, kid? I'm done beating up on you. I quit. And mm-hmm. I was just like, what? Like, <laughs> what? You, you, you wanted to lose? Like, what? why don't you just beat yeah, him up? Like, just put the microphone to his face. Yeah, he would. Yeah, I don't know. Um, let's see. So, yeah, apparently Ric Flair wanted to team with Terry Funk before all this. But uh, what do you call it? Funk was like, you wouldn't be a pimple on the ass of Terry Funk or something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Talk about 1970s promo. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No, these two, uh, so they lock up, they go back and forth. Um, it's just these two men. I feel like they're just arguing over the past. Did you hear the rules? What? Oh you, you God. The rules? Oh God. I forgot. Cause I wrote it down halfway through. I didn't hear it. So the rules of this match are fucking stupid. Insane, right? They're the worst, the rules I've ever heard. So, in order to get someone down, okay, so you have to win, you have to either pin your opponent or submit them. Mm -hmm. And then after that happens, they, if if they don't get up by a 10 count, uh, then you win. (laughs) So, if you pin them, they have to, they have to be down for 13 seconds. So, so you can really get 15 falls. It doesn't matter unless they answer the 10 count. Yeah. Yeah, so it's dumb. Uh, these two men, they're arguing over the past, I feel like. They're just two mm-hmm. old men. Terry, uh, he's throwing strikes, but he just seems like he's throwing, uh, swinging in the air. Uh, the two battling in the corner, chops the funk, strikes the flare. We get an outside-in suplex to flare. Funk uh, <coughs> locks in the spinning toe hold. We get another suplex to flare on the outside. Terry is uh, tossed to the and tossed into the railing. We get another suplex to flare. Um and that's when I just realized the rules are just dumb. Uh, we get a running kick uh, to the gonads of Terry Funk. Flair beats down on Terry Funk with a plastic chair, a plastic folding chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when I realized something's up with Terry in this match. Like, he's just kind of doing suplexes. He's mm-hmm. doing a few moves, and he's not doing much else. Yeah. So, something I noticed, we have a figure four to Terry Funk. And uh, those. You know, we get the first submission, you know, to Funk because he taps out immediately. Yeah. And uh, Funk beats the 10 count. So then we keep going. Uh, Pile driver to Flair. Even I looked at it. I was like, oh, yeah, submission. He won. Oh, wait. No. Pile driver to Flair on the outside. Terry pulls uh, back the floor mat. We get a pile driver to Flair on the floor mat. Uh, Flair beats the 10 count. Terry grabs. That's when Terry Funk grabs the microphone and begins to ask Flair if he quits. It's the wrong type of match, Terry. <laughs> Oops. I was like, okay. So he's beating down with the mic, and then he gets a he gets a table. Uh, he gets a table in the ring, right? And Terry, this is when I feel like Terry is like feels like he has to do something to explain himself. He's mm-hmm. like, I got this table in the ring because I'm gonna put Ric Flair through it. I'm like, yes, we know that. Who else would you do? Like, what else would you be doing with that table? I thought you would bring the table out, and then you were going to bring a chair and write a paper on the desk. Are you going to fucking have a picnic? How to beat Ric Flair <sighs> in 10 steps. 
So we get a pile driver through the table. That's when the, I'll give it. The crowd does come alive at this point. They fucking. Ooh, I'm, it looked good. Yeah, it, everyone jumps up. Uh, Funk grabs another table, but unfortunately, uh, he doesn't give us an explanation this time. <laughs> Funk sets the table up in the ring, but then goes for a pin immediately after setting up the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry uh, sets up the table. Flair. Uh, uh, Terry. Oh, sorry. Sets Rick on the table. Flair moves. Knocks Terry off through the ring post, through the table, and uh, Flair pins Funk. Both men are getting up, and of course, uh, Funk is a little slower than Flair, but the ref is counting seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm-hmm. And apparently, they were at the same point, but the camera just cuts to Terry, and they're like, oh, Terry didn't beat the ten count. He lost. Well,. He went. He wouldn't have won because he didn't make the cover first. No, but that's what I'm saying. I know. Well, I know. You're right. Okay, you're right. Okay, that. I makes mean, according sense. to their rules, you're right. But that no, see, sense. according to their yeah, according to their rules, you have to make the cover first. Um, <sighs> so Flair wins. Funk seemed hurt. Flair, I don't know. Softest death death match I have ever seen. It was a life yeah. match. It was a life yeah. match. Mm-hmm. So then <laughs> life match. Then we get a uh, fucking Hogan 1988 with the promo of his life. Fucking. I don't even I didn't even write that down. OK, good. You, you skipped a lot of promos, but the, I skipped a lot. Of good. Promos. good. I can't do it, man. Yeah, because no. they were just real Please. bad. Uh, yeah. You know, it's really funny, though. I will say this. I was watching the fallout from uh, Super Brawl today and there was Sacramento uh, like the Monday after. And there's a scene where I guess Hogan, they're supposed to have a steel cage match. And Hogan is just like, they beat him up and they lock him out backstage. And they're like, oh, no, Hogan's locked behind a cage. And he's like, and it cut and it cuts off the, the visual, but you could still hear him. He's like, and he just keeps going for a good minute. I'm like, okay, Terry, calm down. Calm down. Okay, so it's Hulk Hogan versus the total package. That's Lex Luger, if you didn't know, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Miss Elizabeth. Lex and Liz. So this is uh, eight minutes and ten seconds. I will say this. So Luger comes out, and he is one chemical spill away from being a Batman supervillain. Yeah. Like, he has the – who directed uh, – was it uh, Schumacher – that directed, yeah, he like has like nipple, the nipplegate. Like he has the he has the music for it. That music was straight mm-hmm. out of Batman or Robin. Yeah, you know what I mean. All you gotta do is spill some ooze on him, and he becomes like the total package. And he's like, you know, he tries to like he can grow big and small, and he can be the perfect body. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, you just described Bane in the comic books. Really, I don't know, but I don't. And know. He's a luchador. Kane's a luchador. That's true. He is. Uh, so, uh, the theme, Hogan's theme is bad too. It's like this weird, like, yeah, we're American. We're going to the ring. We're American. Get off your ass. I think that was his original WCW entrance music. I think it was. Yeah. Cause he was using voodoo child exclusively. Right. Yeah. When he was, yeah. When he was Hollywood. Even after he went back to yellow and red, Hmm. maybe they (laughs) dubbed it the hot dog mode. Maybe they dubbed it over. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I mean, all of his NWO stuff is dubbed over. Yeah, oh, it's they, true. They never have Voodoo Child, never. 
Uh, Hogan runs to the ring, uh, but is cut off by Luger. Luger continues to beat down on Hogan. Hogan uh, builds a comeback, uh, comeback, but uh, it's Hogan spots. Eye rake, back rake, rips off his shirt. You know what gave me a good chuckle? What's that? When uh, Mark Madden said Hulk Hogan should combine both of his styles, the the Hollywood Hulk Hogan and uh, regular Hulkamania. I'm like, dude, he, he only has one style. Oh, yeah. it, it's he heel Hulk, it, it, whether he's heel or face. Yeah. I, yeah, I love it, man. It's funny, too, because I think that the, the next night he's like, you know what, Luger, I'll win by hook or by crook. And I'm like, what? Yeah, see? That's <laughs> a fucking heel. What, by hook or by crook? No. Yeah. You just, you just crook. Did, did, it's by, in the It's in the phrase. Uh, Hogan grabs a chair and strikes Luger with it in front of the ref. <laughs> Luger gets the elbow strike on Hogan, cutting off the Hulkster. Liz attempts to strike Hogan with a bat, but Jimmy Hart grabs the bat. The two battle in the ring. I mean, uh, Luger and Hogan. We get a suplex to Hogan. Hulk smash. Uh, he builds a comeback. You know, Hulk builds up. Uh, he fucking, I can't even think of the words right now. He hulked out. Hulked out. There we go. Punches boot. Uh, Jimmy threw the weight belt. Hogan uh, to Hogan, but Luger hits a low blow to Hogan. Luger uh, runs into the ropes, but Jimmy Hart strikes him with the cast to the back. You fucking cheaters. <laughs> Hogan strikes Luger with the cast to the front. We get a leg drop in the pin. And a cheater. Win. Hey, and wait a minute. I call bullshit on this because Lex Luger is supposed to have a steel plate inside his forearm. He could have used that, too. No, I mean... It, it doesn't match to two casts. Those are hard as a rock. You ever touch a cast, Jose? Yeah, yeah. Those are Especially re- back in really 2000? hard. Yeah. yeah. Those aren't the soft ones we have nowadays. Oh, no. We have like the gel ones or something. I feel like mm-hmm. they just spray something on our arms when we, when we fucking break arms. Like, it'll be better in two weeks. We really live in Star Trek times, aren't we? <sighs> yeah, it's great. I just want a hologram, a uh, hol- uh, uh, replicator. A holodeck? Yeah, it's like, oh, I want oh, a you're talking Like Futurama? Yeah. Well, oh, remember, okay. The, there you go. Yeah, the replicator. I thought, I thought you meant like a Futurama where Fry downloaded Lucy Lou. No, I just want to download like cheeseburgers and stuff. There you go. Yeah, that sounds good too. Uh, Flair comes out and beats down on Hogan because, you know, we need a Flair Hogan feud. Uh, Luger beats down on Flair, but it's Sting! He comes out and uh, he, he gets the biggest pop of the night. Yeah. Biggest pop. So. It, the logic here, man. These guys should, they were heated rivalries. They hated each other so much. A mere two years ago, maybe even a year ago, for Sting to just be super forgiving like that makes him look like a sucker. Yeah, I mean, Sting just comes out. He's like, hey, what's up? I got my paycheck for the night, right? Oh, you know mm-hmm. what, brother? You did. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it was dumb. They just wanted to get Sting out there because he wasn't in a match, and they, they wanted people to see Sting. Was staying in that room? It must have been him. No, I, I love how they were like, Tony Schwann is like, by the way, we heard that wasn't staying. That we heard he came from another room. So, um, yeah, that wasn't him. So don't worry. Don't worry about that. It was someone else. Instead of another room, just saying the rafters. Sting's been in the rafters the whole night, guys. Yeah, don't worry about it. So it was dumb. Uh, next up, our main event of the evening. We have- and this made me hate the pay-per-view that much more. I already hated it. But well, I figured, okay, maybe we'll get a decent match here. No. No. I, what What are you going to say? What, we get the biggest turd of them all. So Jeff Jarrett comes out first. And to me, uh, he seems like he's not in the NWO, but whatever. Buffer says so, so I guess he's in. He doesn't have an NWO tank that he had a couple weeks ago. He has his own tank. Yeah. 
Um, he's not wearing NWO tights. He is his he own is, tights, though, apparently. Because yeah, I don't know. Apparently, he is. Michael Buffer says so. Yeah, and he didn't come out to the same Kid Rock imitation uh, entrance music. No, I think he just remember came, that. Yeah, no, I don't remember that. But oh, okay, it started like it, it was. Fr- it was a copy, or uh, you know, um, yeah, a copy of uh, "I'm a Cowboy, Baby." I mean, that's perfect for him, but whatever. Yeah, no, I, I think they couldn't. I think they probably had to deal with Kid Rock because remember, Kid Rock was in wrestling all uh, and then, around he, this and time. then he just disappeared. Yeah, so I think maybe they had a deal. Like it, yeah. we'll use you know something similar to your song, and then they couldn't clear it. Now they have to use the weekend because that's all they fucking silly person yeah. that wants to do business with them. Apparently, yeah. I don't know. Even Poppy's like, no, I'm okay. I don't want to do songs for you anymore. <laughs> All right, Poppy. Uh, so Scott Hall comes out to the ring, and, and and I will say this. There is eight minutes left in the show. I'm watching this on Peacock. There's eight minutes left, and Scott Hall is coming out to the ring. Yeah, no. Before the the death match, I was like, wait a minute. I, I paused it to see how much time I had left. What do you mean I only have 20 minutes left? Ric Flair isn't even in the ring yet. Yeah. Uh, Scott Hall comes out to the ring. Uh, Hall and Jared are in the ring, and they just begin battling. The ref calls for the bell. Mm-hmm. Like the champion's not in there, dude. Yeah. So everybody's favorite car mechanic, uh, Sid, comes out because you know, car mechanic. dude, he is so like, like a car mechanic <laughs> from like the middle of Route 66. He owns a gas station. He's really good at what he does, but like he wants to stay owning his pops. You know, his parents are still alive, and uh, he's helping them with the medicine money. But mm-hmm. he has to wrestle now to make the money. But he's world champion. Mm-hmm. Got a great backstory for him. Um, nice 80s. And I 80s do, movie. I do love. Uh, Sid comes out and the match has already started, and they're, everyone's battling. The refs just like, oh yeah, by the way, holds the belt <laughs> up in the middle of everyone. Uh, the Harris brothers just begin tripping Sid, and Jeff Jarrett and Hall begin to they battle, they battle Sid. Uh, there's a ref bump, even though there's no DQ in this match. Uh, we get a double choke slam to Jeff Jarrett and Hall. Uh, Jeff Jarrett strikes Sid uh, with uh, the title. Hall goes for a series of roll-ups. Jeff Jarrett gives uh, Nick, because uh, Nick Patrick comes out, take over as ref. He gives him the stroke, which, if you don't mm-hmm. know, is a skull-crushing finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Charles Robinson gets the stroke. Then uh, That's an inverted Russian lake sweep. Inverted Russian lake. In, inverted reverse Russian lake. And I, w- and I will say this. Uh, God rest his soul. R.A.P. Mickey J. Who just passed away recently. Uh, he received the stroke as well. Sorry about that. For your, Thank you for your services. But you got the stroked. And then out comes the heel ref. The new heel ref of the year 2000. Mark Slick Johnson. Uh, with the biggest smirk on earth. Who is this guy? I don't know. We get an outsider's edge to Jeff Jarrett, and uh, Slick goes for the count, but he has to stop halfway through. Hall is, is befuddled. Jarrett goes for the guitar, strikes Hall with it. Out comes Roddy Piper as a ref. Apparently, what? he why? he was who, the one. Of, that must have been who was in the room. Oh, well, he Jesus. would have known. He knows Cal Palace very well. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like that's true. He probably has a key in his house somewhere that he was like, no, this one's for the Cal Palace. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Go in there. I stole the key from the desk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I love Piper. I love everything he does. But this match, man, 
I like I don't under I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. It's the main event. That's how you're gonna end things. So Roddy Piper comes out. Uh, he stops Slick from counting Jeff Jarrett to be the winner. Who I will add is giving Jarrett and he's giving Jarrett the slowest count too because he's waiting for Roddy. He's like mm-hmm. one, and he's like, oh shit, <laughs> two, yeah. and then he's like, where's Roddy? Where's and then eventually Roddy grabs him. Mm-hmm. Choke slam to Jeff Jarrett, power bomb to Scott Hall, pin win. After six referees, no DQ, and overbooking the hell, I thought this was a pretty fun match. Uh, Sid looked really cool. I will say that Sid did look really cool. Yeah, you got to get uh, and a little less than a year, he breaks his leg. Uh, oh God! Hall was massively over in the crowd. I mean, in, in the San Francisco crowd, Hall was over. Yeah. And Jarrett, say what you will, uh, he is one of the better wrestlers on this show. Yeah, and one of the better heels. He's he's like, a, true. He, True, true heel. He's the '90s version of the Miz. Yeah, like he is, yeah, I and, and I, you can't get around him. Yeah, instead of TV shows, he was doing uh, country albums. And I mean, it's different, but I mean, like they were that same heel, that same. Yeah. They filled that same slot. They had a different character, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. filled that same slot. You know, no, you know the, the guy that goes out and makes a. They were both like rich, right? The, that's what they portrayed as. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I just, I mean, somebody that everyone looked at and were like, "Boo, you suck," but they were at the top of the card. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody thought they could, you know, deserve to be there. I mean, if you look at, I mean, it, they did, they did their job, right? Compared they to like made, Sid, made Hall, and Nash, them. that's true. Yeah. So that was summer. That was a uh, Super Brawl, and it just I feel like it just ends abruptly. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to apologize. Okay, this is what my my one beef with um, the fun match of the night, uh, your main event. The reason why I didn't like that match was because it was the epitome of throw the rule book out the window. Yeah. All night we had, you know, rule breaking, rule breaking, rule breaking by everyone. everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. Face and heel. And this was just the ultimate F you to the rules. I mean, hey, guys, we've been fucking the rules all day. Let's just do it one last time to the epitome of fuckery, as they say. <sighs> On that note. Well, I mean, it is what it is, man. It's it's yeah. it's it's Super Brawl. It's WCW in the year 2000. They're about to go out of business in, like, what, less than a year? In about a year? Uh, Yeah, in about a year and a few months. Some change. I think in March? Yeah. Yeah. So that does it here for us. Before we get out of here, though, we do have to think about next month. Oh, what are we I'm watching intrigued. next month? Because I uh, I didn't really give any choices. I decided to wait. I need a little bit of a palate cleanser after the year 2000. So I'm going to mm-hmm. skip ahead a couple of years to, uh, to the year 2003. Hmm. WrestleMania 19. I believe that's WrestleMania 19, right? Yeah. WrestleMania 19 uh, from Seattle, Washington. I almost said Seattle, okay. California. So, so far, so good. Uh-huh. Main event of the show, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle. We have The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, in a street fight, which I guarantee is going to be better than the, the death match. Uh, Hulk Hogan versus uh, Mr. McMahon. Him again? So, oh, no. Oh, no. What? Triple H versus Booker T. Oh, no. So, guys, WrestleMania break, 19. Break out the golden shovel. The, gold, the golden racist shovel. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, at least it'll be entertaining and we can talk about the history behind that. Yeah. The history of racism in America. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We'll talk about it briefly, though. Yeah. And we might get a treat in April and go for another mania. Hmm. 
Yeah, I feel like that would be a good, a good runoff. <clears throat> a little, cause we get mania, we get mania coming up in April, something. What? Real? Yeah. I mean, modern day mania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. All right, guys, I think that does it here for us. Uh, for City Wrestling Radio, I'm Corey Smith. I'm Jose Osegueda. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye. I don't know why I'm doing that, but there it is. Goodbye.